All right. Uh, this is the first episode of the Mindset Renovation Podcast. Now, the mic quality is going to be a little bit shoddy. I, I had a good mic, and I was like, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to use this mic. <sighs> but it's kind of not working, so it's fine. We're going to go ahead and use this little lapel mic. And it's all about starting from the bottom and working your way to the top. I'll give you a little bit of ASMR here to start this off. I'm just kidding. Anyways, welcome to the Mindset Renovation Podcast. This is Austin Mertz. I am your host. Um, Now, I'm not sure if we're going to have guests ever. It may just be me talking to myself, talking to this little microphone for eternity. Who knows? I wanted to go ahead and start this off with a bang. Um, I I mean, it's just going to be an introduction to what the podcast is about and everything like that. But, you know, I like to consider it a bang. So... Basically, let me give you the rundown of what this podcast is about. It's about entrepreneurship, money management, investing, and mindset renovation. Now, I'll get a little bit more into mindset renovation and like exactly what that means. I'm sure everybody else knows what the rest means. Obviously, entrepreneurship is entrepreneurs and stuff like that. Money management, how to manage your money. Investing is investing in stocks, bonds, real estate, whatever it may be. Mindset renovation is kind of something that I've come up with and that's why it's a name for the podcast. So, some things I ask that you do before you really dive into the podcast, before you really start listening to episodes, and who knows where this is going to go. It may evolve into other things, and it may evolve into a less structured a less structured feel. So I ask that, first of all, you keep your mind open. I ask that you be willing to change how you think about things and just be willing to change your mindset on a lot of things in life. Uh, now, my audience, I'm trying to appeal to younger people like myself. I'm 20 years old. I'm trying to appeal to people like you and younger and maybe a little bit older, trying to appeal to the millennial generation and really trying to usher in a new era of the millennial generation. None of that baby boomer crap. None of this None of this old mindset. We are a new generation. We have new ideas. And we're going to change the world with them. And we're not going to stay stagnant like our parents did. So, I also ask that you be willing to see things from multiple different perspectives. And that you be willing to abandon your ideas about success. This is going to be an intensive podcast. I'm going to talk about a lot of things that a lot of people are going to be like, Oh, that doesn't. that's not right. No, he's wrong. But I ask that you try to think on the other side of it. And try to realize what I'm saying and, you know the advice that I'm giving and how I, how I present what's going on and like try to see it from the other perspective is basically what I'm saying. I am also not an expert. That's a very big disclaimer. I want to shout out there. I feel like I should put that at the beginning of every podcast because I am not an expert. I am not rich. I don't make millions a year. I am by the American standard under the poverty line. So I, I can afford to live. I buy pretty nice things. I mean, I'm not like wealthy. I don't buy Gucci pants. I don't buy Fendi, Louis. I don't buy a bunch of expensive stuff. I have a decent car. I work a full-time job right now, but I have dreams and aspirations that are bigger than most of you are going to 
think are possible. Um, I take all of my info from experts and I kind of explain, I kind of want to like explain their info so people with questions like myself and you can understand and break it down a little bit more because I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs start at a level 10 trying to explain things to someone who's at a level one and it doesn't make sense so the level ones give up. Um, Here's kind of my goal for the podcast. Entrepreneurship comes in levels like I was just saying and everyone starts at level one. Everyone, no matter who it is, no matter if you're given a million dollars, when you are starting your business, no matter if you have zero dollars in the bank and you're doing crack on the weekends and you are house hopping because you're homeless, no matter how you start your life as an entrepreneur, you are at level one. Now, many mainstream entrepreneurs give advice from their level, which is there's an infinite number of levels. I don't even say there's level one to 10. I think there's an infinite number of levels because I believe in always improving, but we'll get on that later. My goal is to talk to you at a level one because I'm also at a low level. I don't claim to be really high up. Like I said, I'm not an expert. I'm not a professional, but I have formed this mindset that I believe a lot of other people could benefit from, but I believe a lot of mainstream entrepreneurs don't explain very well. And like I said, they're talking to you at a level 20 or 50 or whatever they're at, and you're down here and you're like, I don't get this, I don't agree, I don't wanna listen to this. And then their content becomes irrelevant to you and you never do anything with your life and you never pursue your dreams and your passions. So, my goal is to talk to you at a level one and just help you better understand the things these entrepreneurs teach and apply it to your life. Um, That's all the notes I took, actually. So, from here on out, for the rest of the podcast, for the next 54 minutes or so, um, it's just going to be straight straight off the top of my dome. So basically, I see a lot of entrepreneurs like Gary Vaynerchuk, Grant Cardone, Ty Lopez, um, Alex Becker. I'm not sure if a lot of you may not know who he is, but he's he's one of my favorites. Sam Ovens, a lot of you are not going to know who he is either. Uh, a lot of these big entrepreneurs are very motivational speak, like how do I explain this? They're very directed towards motivating their audience and captivating their audience with different ideas and crazy outlandish things that most people don't agree with today. And that's all fine and good. But again, they talk to you at a level 50, at level 60, and they never really explain in depth why they believe what they believe in. And that's kind of what I, what I want to go through. So let me give, give you kind of like a, a breakdown of what I believe and my philosophy on success, life, happiness, and entrepreneurship. I believe college is a scam. I believe you're better off blowing $100,000 running a business and failing at it than going to college because you're going to learn more doing that than you would ever go to going to college. I believe that entrepreneurship is the single most important way to create success in your life. I think you can be successful in whatever field you choose as long as it's your passion. And I think entrepreneurship and running a business gives so much versatility and so much so many opportunities for people to go and live their passions and work within their passion. Because when you go to college, you're so limited by what they allow you. Oh, that was not good. What they allow you to 
take as far as classes because there's a limited number of classes there's a limited number of subjects you can take and if you want a good job going out of college you have to get a, like a, become a doctor you have to be able to become a lawyer or a police officer something major and mainstream but if you want to be a graphics engineer at playstation or you want to go be a parks rec manager for freaking the grand canyon or whatever it may be these are very specific niche little things and a lot of the times there's not a demand for those jobs so you get out of college and you're stuck working a stupid nine to five that you don't like or worse you're working minimum wage part-time at mcdonald's or some other fast food restaurant um i can't say how many times i've seen this and it, it's like it hurts me because it's like you just spent four years of your life all of these classes all of this time studying stress all of this gas you've wasted driving around campus all this money you've spent with friends during those four years now granted there can be positive things that come from college there can be a lot of good connections that come from college and a lot of wonderful people that you meet i'm not discrediting that if you are going to go to college, I would go to a college that has a very good community, very close-knit student body, and really become involved in that as opposed to your classes. Obviously, go for your classes, but just go for one class to learn something and mainly focus on social interaction. People are the way to get to where you want to be. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. A piece of paper at the end of four years is not going to get you there. So... That being said, I think college is a scam other than if you go just to be social and meet people and find opportunities with those people. My next philosophy is I believe that getting, wanting to get rich, wanting to have a lot of money, wanting to be wealthy, wanting to make hundreds of millions, if not billions per year is not selfish. And in fact, the opposite is selfish to want to be comfortable, to want to live below your means, to want to save every penny, to want to do all these other things. And I'll kind of explain a little bit more in depth what I mean by that. I believe that um, material things and money in and of itself can make you happy to a certain extent, but it's a very, very short leap. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it encompasses, you get $100 million, you buy, a, you buy a yacht, you buy 12 cars, you buy a house, you go on 10 or 12 trips. That's about the extent of happiness that money will bring you. You can buy all this nice stuff, you can do all that, but that's about the extent of it. I would say when an entrepreneur first makes money, they're gonna experience that euphoria effect, much, much like you do in a very early stages of a relationship. Your early stages of relationship with money, you're gonna, or at least a lot of money, you're gonna see entrepreneurs that go and buy cars, excuse me, buy cars, buy houses, buy jewelry, buy watches, buy plane tickets, go to private islands, buy a private jet, buy a yacht, throw parties, whatever it may be. I believe that period lasts for five to 10 years, maximum, maybe even less than that. And then at that, after that, you're so used to the money because your brain becomes so used to it that it's not, it's not exciting anymore. It doesn't give you that dopamine release, which dopamine is happiness. It's the happiness chemical of the brain. So I believe after that time period has passed, and once you've done these things over this little time period here, I would say it's closer to five years than it is to 10. 10 for people who are really like involved materialistically, like who are very obsessive of that. Um, 
I believe it's 10 years at max though. After that, like say I get really rich at 20 and and when I'm 30, I'm gonna feel nothing. I'm not gonna feel the same happiness that I would feel if I went on a trip or threw a party or went on my yacht or bought another yacht or whatever it may be. I believe those things can bring happiness to a certain extent, but they will not bring happiness forever. Something that I also believe in is there are so many distractions in entrepreneurship that focus is necessary. If you don't have focus and you focus on what you want to do and where you want to go and your end goal, you're going to be screwing around for 10 years and you're never going to find out what you want to do. And then you'll give up and then go work a job the rest of your life and then not retire until you're 80 something or never retire and just die working. So focus is a key part of entrepreneurship. Without focus, you can never, ever, ever get to where you need to be. I believe that reaching for your greatest potential and always trying to surpass your current goal and reaching for 10 times what the goal you set for yourself is and producing the actions to get to that 10x goal, I believe that is necessary to become an entrepreneur. I believe an entrepreneur lifestyle and becoming a business owner and becoming a entrepreneur in general is not something for everyone. It's not. It's not something that everyone can do. And I I think a lot of people will have to realize that as a hard truth and come to the realization that maybe it's not for them. Maybe they are cut out for a nine to five and maybe that's what's going to make them happy. Again, whatever you do with your life, just make sure it's your passion and it's something that you're going to be happy about. Because if you're not happy about it, then there's no point in doing it because otherwise you waste the one life that you have doing something that you don't love. And that's the worst mistake you could ever make because then you're going to get to the end of your life and you're going to regret it. Anyways, getting a little bit sidetracked. So when it comes to college, our, our parents have very much put this mindset into our heads that we need to go to college for four years or however long. Maybe you just go to a two-year college. They say, just go to college, right? Try to get a four-year degree so you can get a job out of college, make 40 to 60 grand a year, get a house, have a family, have kids, pay for their college, send them off to college, retire, and just live a comfortable life. Just living above your means so you have a little bit of money to spend, a little bit of money to save, and the rest goes towards your bills. And just live comfortably. Just live like the average American. And that is what the American dream has become. And I want to revolutionize that and turn it back to what it was originally. The American dream is not to have a median middle-class income with a decent half a million dollar home or less in most cases, a couple of nice cars and a couple of kids, a beautiful wife who stays at home and working a nine to five job 40 hours a week that you may not necessarily love, but hey, it's what you went to school for, so now you have to do it. I, I don't think that's the American dream, and it never should have been the American dream. You know, back in uh, about a hundred years ago or so, say, in 
well, let's say even further back than that. Say we go all the way back to medieval times. The middle class in medieval times was just considered poor. The middle class did not evolve until the 20th century. The middle class has not been a thing but for like the past hundred years. Easy. Um, like the the idea that the middle class would be considered wealthy was never a thing before a hundred years ago. Before that, it was poor and rich. You were considered poor. You were considered poor if you made under this amount of money, and you were considered rich if you made over this amount of money. That was it. It's called classification. But because America has become so sensitive to wording and verbiage and how people are described, and people have become more touchy and emotional about words instead of actions they are like okay well we can't say that these people are poor so if you make this money to this much money you're middle class or you're upper upper middle class if you make closer to a hundred thousand a year um and see that that's where it's like it's really messed up because we've allowed intolerance i guess is how you'd word it maybe not um We've allowed this sense of not being okay with the wording that is set for generations. So, like, poor has such a bad connotation to it as depicted by Hollywood, video games, whatever you want to call it. However poor has been defined for you, it has such a bad connotation to it. So for someone to say, oh, I'm poor or I'm broke, it's such a bad connotation because it's like, oh, well, that means you don't have any money. That means you're struggling to survive. Look at the middle class. The middle class is struggling to survive. If that is the definition of poor, then the middle class is poor. It's never not been. It's never not been I would say the middle class at one time was wealthy because of inflation and because of how the world has moved forward. The middle class has become poor in a sense, but you know, maybe 50 years ago it was considered rich or maybe a hundred years ago it was considered um, the top line. But because of inflation and everything that's moved along money wise and now over a hundred thousand, 150,000 is considered the top 1% or rich. So But when you think about it, if middle class is struggling so much, middle class America, if they're struggling so much like they are, they've got college debt, they've got debt on their house, they've got debt on these cars, they're sending their kids to college, which by the way, stupidest thing you could do as a parent is just giving your kids, here, here's $100,000, go to college, go do whatever you want, and guess what? Some of them just get out of college, don't even use a degree, and go do something else completely completely different. You can't get a refund on a degree, a degree unfortunately. And these parents are stuck with paying off, if you have three kids, $300,000 in college debt on top of their half a million dollar home and their two $40,000 BMWs. Like, owning a Beamer does not make you rich. Owning this nice house does not make you rich. It doesn't even make you middle class, it makes you poor because you're still at that level that was considered poor X number of years ago. So if you, if you, think that the middle class is the best place to be because poor is not good because you want to be able to have enough to survive but 
uh, and you want to be able to afford to do nice things with family, but rich is considered greedy, then of course that's where you're going to fall at. So if you have that mindset in the beginning that, okay, yeah, poor is not good because I want to support my family. Rich is not good because that's greedy and I would get obsessed with money and money obsession isn't good and wanting to uh, achieve a lot in life with money is not a good goal. If you think like that, by all means, go to college for four years, pay $100,000 in debt, pay that off for the next 30 to 40 years of your life, and go get you a middle-class nine-to-five job and die unhappy, because that's probably what will happen for the majority of you. If you're in college right now, and you're already paying for classes, and you already have set positive 100% what you are passionate about in your life and it just so happens to be a middle class working job working at an IT firm right or something like that or say you're working as a freaking um, say you want to be a general manager or you want to own a restaurant chain right you want to own like a local Chick-fil-a in your area which by the way they make about a hundred thousand or so a year so at that point you'd be the top of the middle class so good for you but or say you want to have uh a shift manager position at this other job, at this warehouse or something, and you're making 40 to 50K a year, whatever it may be, whatever you may be going into, and you have set what you know what you want, and it just so happens to be middle class income, and you don't want to, you're already in college, you're already pursuing that, by all means, go ahead and pursue it. Go ahead and finish your four years. Go for it. I'm not going to tell you to just drop out of college. I don't think people should stay in college. I don't think people should get into college in the first place if they don't 100% know that what they're going for is going to get them a job. But in this instance, if you're already in college and you know what you want to do and you know that you can get a job out of college, then go for it. Just realize that financially, you're going to be struggling because you're going to have inflation. Your savings account isn't going to pay you anything per year. Most average savings account in America pay less than half a percent. You're not going to earn anything on your money in a savings account. And yeah, if you put it into a CD, great, your funds are locked away. So then what's the point of putting it in there? Because it's not an emergency fund. And then you're going to have to buy this house because your parents told you to. And then, oh, you got you to gotta buy this car now. You got to buy it. Don't lease it because leasing is stupid, apparently. Uh, and then you got to get married and you got to have kids and you got to follow this formula for a successful, happy life that your parents, who I guarantee you, most of them are not happy, not truly happy, who your parents who are not happy are giving you the success formula to being happy with your life. Now, would you take advice on how to run a business from a two-year-old? No, because they don't know what they're doing. They can't even speak because they can't run a business. They haven't done that. So why would you why would you take advice from your parents who haven't created a happy successful life? Who haven't really created their ultimate happiness and reached their full potential in life? Why would you take advice for this formula that you're supposed to follow and go with that and base your entire life on what that what they tell you and what all these other people tell you? And a lot of you are going to say, oh, it's not just my parents. It's my friends, too. My friends are doing it, and and my grandparents did it, and they seem happy. Listen, if you base your decisions 
on other people's recommendations like it's solely you're like oh i should do this because everybody says i should do this and like yeah that makes sense it makes sense it'd be hard work but i'll do it and it it seems like it's kind of sucky in the beginning but hey if i get a 401k i can retire with a million dollars then that sounds great to me because a million dollars is a lot of money I mean, if you want to just go down that route, then go ahead. But at that point, you're just like another sheep. You're not going to do what is specific to you. At that point, you might as well be a drone. You might as well be an exact copy of your parents. You might as well be an exact copy of everyone else you know who's doing that because they're all doing the same thing. You may be in a different field, but generally you're following the same life path. So why would you waste your time doing that? and literally waste your potential with the one life that you have. Life is short. If you waste your potential on this and not something that you actually are passionate about and something you actually want to do, then what's what's the point in living? If you're just going to waste your life on something that everybody else says you should do, then why should why would you do it? There's no point in living at that point. So I think a lot of people need to come to the realization that, first of all, money is not as valuable as they think it is. Uh, having Making 50 to 60K a year is not as good as you think it is. And that's all before taxes, by the way. You, know, you make 60K a year, you're probably making $48,000 realistically after taxes. Uh, I've done the math before. It's, it's not fun math. So you got to realize that that $48,000 a year, which is 60 grand before taxes, is not really that comfortable. And especially if, you know, you and your wife may, you and your wife or you and your husband may work at that for four or five years uh, in your marriage, which most people are actually getting married sooner now, like in their 20s, like very early 20s. Um, and then having kids before they're 30, which I think is a is stupid decision. Um, just my personal opinion, if any of you listening are friends or family of mine. I don't judge you for that. I just think it's a better decision to wait. Um, you do life is short, but you do have more time than you think, at least in your twenties. And I don't think you should waste your twenties on trying to have kids and raise kids. Cause you're definitely not in a position in your life where you can do that. Um, maybe you are, maybe you're making millions a year and you can do that. But if that's, what's going to make you happy is having kids at 20, then go for it, man. Uh, so I, <clears throat> what was I saying? Uh, I really think that the more people start to realize how money is not a bad thing and that loving money, yes, in and of itself, loving the dollars, loving the paper, loving the racks, whatever you want to call it. Loving that in and of itself is bad. That's taught to us in the Bible. I don't know if you're biblical or not, but I was raised in a Christian background, and I fully believe that love, the love of money is the root of all evil. But I don't think this is wrong. I don't think loving what money can do and the results that money can bring is wrong. I think loving the results and loving the, the causations and the things that money brings about I don't think any of that is bad. Um, now, when it comes to materialistic things, that's where it gets to get a little bit shady. Like, should I love materialistic things? In my opinion, I would say you can have affection for 
things that you're passionate about and if that happens to be a physical thing like a car or a house or your really nice pool and that point if you're passionate about it like you're passionate about taking care of it you're passionate about cleaning it and you're passionate about that thing in general then at that point i would say loving that thing is okay but when it comes to obsession over just stupid stuff and you're loving something that you really don't care that much about and you're not really that passionate about it you just love it because you bought it uh at that point i think it, it becomes a negative thing but in general loving what money can do i don't think is a bad thing it's not because if you say oh i don't love what money can do because that's like me loving money then you don't love charity you don't love uh preventing or helping abortions whatever side you're on you don't love um what do you say giving money to homeless people you don't love uh, funding a charity and starting your own nonprofit. Then you don't love building houses for the homeless. Then you don't love feeding the homeless. Literally going out on the streets, feeding them food, giving them sustainable food that they can last for at least a couple more weeks. Then you don't believe in going to Zimbabwe, helping these children who are destitute living in huts in Africa and have really no sustainable food because they're in these desert areas and they don't have a very reliable food stores if you don't love the things that money can bring then you don't love any of that because those are things that a lot of money can bring and now granted you can do those things without a lot of money but you can make a larger impact and do a lot more things if you had more money now i i need you to realize and i'm talking to you only you no one else Money is not everything, but is a very useful tool. And the more of it that you have, the more influence and power and abilities that you have. And whether you use that for good or bad is of your own discretion. I recommend you use it for good. Because using it for bad to get what you want is going to make you unhappy at the end of your life. And you're not going to feel good about it. Or as if you use it for charities, if you use it for um, teaching other people, if you use it for helping people and you genuinely have a kind heart and you want to give money away and you want to help people and really change people's lives, then I would say go all for it. Make as much money as you feel like you can because... I would say even if you get to that level where you feel like you've made, oh, this is the maximum potential, I would say keep going because there is no limit to what you can do. And that's going to sound like some motivational bullshit, but it's not. There is no limit to what you can do. You are truly remarkable. You are a human being with passions and feelings and desires that are different from everyone else in this world. All 8 billion other people in this world are very different from you, and you're very, very different from them. I would encourage you to find your passion, and I would encourage you to really take time during your young years, like I'm doing, and researching into things that you think you might like, trying them out, trying to make a business out of it, and if it doesn't work and you don't like it, then you fail and you move on and you learn. If you don't learn from anything, then there's no point in ever doing it. Um, a lot of the times I think people 
get caught up in this idea of wanting to be perfect and wanting to make things work and wanting stability. But if you're stable and you're in a cage and you're in your little comfort circle right here and you never go outside of that, your whole entire life, you're going to die miserable. You're going to live in your 70s and 80s regretting everything you did. And the worst part about it is you cannot take it back when you're at that point. There's no time machine for you to go back in time. There's no time machine for you to go back to when you were 20 and tell them like, hey, do these things, do all of these. Otherwise, you'll regret it later in life. There's nothing for you to do that. It's not possible. You can't do it. At least not now. Maybe in 30 years. (laughs) But because you can't do it, you need to make the most of it now. Explore your passions, explore things that you think would interest you. And then once you find that one thing that you're like, I, you'll, you'll know when you hit it. It's not, it's not going to be like, Oh, is this it? Like, do I, oh, I don't know. Should I ask my friends? Should I ask my family? No, no, no. You'll know when you hit that thing. Once you hit that thing in your life that you know you can do until you're old and dead, Like you have faith that even if it didn't make you a lot of money, which I believe you can make a lot of money in almost any passion that you have, if you like, if you find that thing, once you find that thing, once you find that passion, latch onto it, learn everything you can about it and completely indulge yourself into it. Relentlessly indulge yourself into that passion. And then learn how to make a lot of money off of it. Now, that's not saying you can't have multiple passions because I don't think anyone has just one passion. I believe there's some people who have a very focused passion, but they also have other little passions that go in with that. Like, say Jeff Bezos was really into cars, which he's not. He drives like, I think he drives like a Toyota Camry or something like that. He's not really into cars. But hypothetically, say he was. His main passion would be Amazon and creating a better experience for his buyers on Amazon and getting them the lowest price as possible on hundreds of thousands, if not millions of products on his website. But he could have another passion for cars. And because he has all this money, oh, he can indulge in that little passion for cars. Is that his main passion? No, but it's a little side passion that he enjoys. And could he make money off of that? Yes, he can. And that's that's where you start to really, really advance when it comes to wealth creation. Now, I already know a lot of people are like, there's a lot of overwhelming information, this is a lot to talk about, there's a lot to think about, but I'm sure a pressing question on your mind, why do I want wealth? Why do I want this money? I'm gonna say a little bit of a bold statement. A million dollars a year isn't shit million dollars a year you're poor now by the average standard you're not poor by numerical standard you're not necessarily poor you can live very comfortably at that you can have a family at that i could die happy living with a million dollars a year but i'm not gonna let myself just stop there Uh, because if you ever get to a point in your life where you stop at a goal and you reach a goal and you don't just keep pushing further than that goal or if your goal is so small that you never get further than that because once you get to that point your brain is like oh i reached this goal and then it'll get distracted with something else and it doesn't focus on that thing that you're doing so otherwise if you 
if you reach that goal and before you reach it, you set it 10 times what it was before. Or in the beginning, you say, okay, I wanna make an extra $1,000 a month, and you set it 10 times that, and you're like, oh, I wanna make an extra $10,000 a month, and you take the necessary action to get to that point, even if you fall short, you're still gonna make a lot, and you're still gonna be way over what you had originally intended, but the good thing about it is your brain won't be satisfied because it's like, I haven't reached this level yet, I haven't reached this goal, so, I need to keep pushing towards that. And then if you just keep resetting your goal 10 times, 10 times, 10 times, 10 times, and you set a massive goal over the next five to 10 years for how much money you wanna make per week, per year, per month, per day, whatever it may be, if you set that massive goal, you're always gonna be constantly improving on yourself. You're always gonna be constantly going forward. And that is what life's all about. If you're not going forward, you are not standing still, you're going backwards. Because if everyone else is moving forward in a race and you're standing still, you're actually going backwards because they're gonna lap you. And you don't wanna be lapped up in life. Money is important. There's no doubt about it. Money has never not been important. Money is the driving factor between human social interaction. Money is not necessarily physical dollars. It's not necessarily physical items. Money is also in words. Money is in exchanges between people. Money is everywhere. Me talking to you right now is an exchange. It's my words to your ears, your ears to my words. So because it's an exchange, that is a monetary value. My voice has some kind of monetary value to your ears where your ear perceives and receives it as words that are valuable in your brain. Like, oh, these are words. I'm going to listen to this because I have ears. It is a transaction. Everything, everything has money in it somewhere. And it's not necessarily the dollar amount or the euro or whatever it is. It's not a actual monetary amount. It's a interaction. Money is an interaction. So the more interactions you have in your life, the more successful you're going to be. The more opportunities you have, the more successful you're gonna be. And that's whether you work a job or own a multi-million dollar company. It doesn't matter. The more interactions and the more opportunities you have, the more in your life are you going to experience things that are gonna bring you to your fullest potential. That's something else that I wanted to talk about as well. Don't live a life where your fullest potential is working that $60,000 job because that is not your fullest potential. I fully believe that every single American apart from a select group few and that's dependent on circumstance is very circumstantial. I believe that almost every single American can make a million dollars a year. Very easily, I believe every person can do that. I believe it'll be harder for some people, very easy for some people, and then I think some people will blast past that a hundred times and make a hundred million a year. I believe a lot of people have that ability. I believe almost every single American has the ability to make a million dollars a year. I believe you do. I believe your mother does. I believe your father does. I believe your sister does. I believe your best friend's cousin does. I believe everyone, almost everyone has the ability to make a million dollars a year. It's just how you do it, if it's your passion, and how quickly you do it, and what you do with the money when you get it. Now, I 
I think a lot of people have a misconception that money brings negative things. And it can. It can bring negative things. But it also brings a lot of positives. And it really is dependent on your outlook on life. If you choose to focus on the negative things, and if you choose to focus on the anti-positive things in your life and the negativity in your life, not just with money things, but with anything in your life, then you're going to be a naturally negative person. I struggle with this personally. I am negative about a lot of things about my job right now because I don't like jobs. I don't like working for other people. I want to work for myself and I'm working towards that, but I still don't like having to get up at 6 a.m. and go to my job from 7 to 3 and deal with customers, deal with all this other stuff. I don't like to do that. That's not something I enjoy. But if I continually focus on the negative things there, then I'm just going to be negative every time I go into work. And then I'm going to feel like, oh, it's such a relief when I get home. And this is something that may sound familiar to you. Your parents are probably like this. Your parents are probably like, oh, I had a long day at work. I don't want to talk. Oh, I just want to sit and watch TV. Oh, I don't want to do anything. I want to go to bed. Because they hate their jobs. I had to get a little drink of water there real quick. They hate their jobs. Your aunt, your uncle, your cousin, your brother, they hate their jobs. If they loved them, they wouldn't be complaining when they got home from work. They wouldn't even come home from work. They'd stay there and work overtime. Like, if you truly love what you're doing, then why aren't you there all day? If you truly love what you're doing, then why aren't you working every day for 10 hours instead of 8? Why aren't you staying that extra 2 hours? Because you don't like your job. That's a realization that a lot of you are going to have to come to. I don't like where I'm at. I'm not following my passion. I don't even know what my passions are. Let me find those. Go take advantage of it. And then build a business off of it. Now, the idea of building a business also intimidates a lot of people, I think. Because I think a lot of people don't understand what it means. And it's a very simple thing. Keeping the idea of building a business simple is very crucial. Yes, there's a lot of working and moving parts to it. And there's a lot of things that you have to learn when it comes to building a business. And I, I don't think a lot of people realize how easy it actually is. Like if you, if you just really break down what is a business and what is it that a business does, it's just a matter of taking a product or service that you create and that you envision and selling it to consumers who need it. It's nothing more than that. It's simply supply and demand. It's literally nothing else. Um, A business is bringing something to someone or an entity to someone for them to buy, for them to trade for monetary value. For, it's, a, it's a monetary exchange a lot of the times. Or perhaps it's a property exchange. Whatever it may be. Uh, a, a business is a very broad term. It's a very broad term. So it's not as like crazy and difficult to understand as a lot of people think. Um, I think business can be defined only in that it's a transaction between two individuals for a valuable service or product with for exchange for money, basically. Um So don't be intimidated by the phrase start a business because it's really a very arbitrary 
vast thing. And that's why I think it's a good thing that it's so vast. College isn't vast. There's a lot of complications in college. There's a lot of different complications with the classes and everything like that. Like it's not, it's not as simple and watered down as a business can be. Um, I think the good thing about businesses being so arbitrary and being so uh, open is that you have a lot more freedom to actually go and build a business on your passion instead of take a class for four years and that's your job. Otherwise, you have to go back and spend more money to get a new job certificate thing that doesn't really get you a job out of college. Or as a business, it is completely creative. It's just going to be a childish example, but imagine Minecraft, right? You're playing Minecraft. College is survival mode. You have only these certain things that you can do, and you have to do these things to survive. You can't fly. You don't have the build speed. You don't have the mining speed. You don't have these all, all these extra things. But if you go into creative mode, your, your possibilities are unlimited. You don't have your health bar. You don't have an armor bar. You don't have a food bar. You don't have to worry about any of that. You just create and you build. And I think it's as, as cheesy as that, that analogy is, it's so true when it comes to business versus college and the standard nine to five job. Nine to five jobs are constricting. They 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 don't give you that freedom that you need, or at least ninety five percent of them don't. There's some odd companies out there that have very very good positions, and some of them that are like very open with like improving yourself, sales, and um, like really improving your income, improving your lifestyle, and everything like that. There's a lot of com- there's a good number of companies out there like that, but 95% of the companies in America are not like that. Corporate jobs, uh, basic health or not health jobs, um, well health too, hospitals, like, and all these other jobs. Like, if there's no passion involved in what you're doing, you're gonna hate it. So. A lot of these other jobs are structured in a very survival mode type feel. It's the same way that college is structured because it's meant to keep you in lines. Like you're supposed to be a worker. That's what America wants you to be. So you pay taxes because the rich get huge tax cuts. So they don't want you to do that because they want your money. So they're like, go through college, get a job, live a happy life. That's a perfect successful life. That's all you need to have a successful life. And then you never think any different because it's all you've ever been taught and you've never questioned it because I don't know why you've never questioned it. I, I can't, I don't even know why I never questioned it. So And then you have businesses and building a business and building a company off of your passion that is way more broad, way more opportunities are going to come from that than would ever come from being in college and working a nine to five job because you're so limited in that college and nine to five job sphere. You're, you go to college, you find what you want, you work that, you're, you work on that, you take your classes, you graduate, you walk, you get your diploma, your little piece of paper that you paid $100,000 for, which is kind of rip off to pay $100,000 for a piece of paper, if you ask me. But I'm just saying, if y'all want to pay $100,000 for a piece of paper, go ahead. I'll just go to go down to Staples down here, get it for a dollar, or order off Amazon for a dollar. Not even, like two cents for a piece of paper. Uh, 
You go do that, you get your job, not out of college, maybe five to 10 years of experience, you'll get a job. So when you're 30, you get a job that you work until you're 70, but that's what you do because that's what you're qualified for. And you've never done anything else because that's what you thought you were gonna do. That's what you thought you were gonna like, but you, but you didn't explore anything else. So you just went with that because college traps you in. You can't hop around college. You can't try out college. There's no trial for college. There's no free trial for college. You can't be like, oh yeah, I just wanna go for, a year, see what I see, what I want to do. Maybe try a couple classes out. You can't do that with college. You got to pay for it because they want your money. Um, so it's a very straight line. It's very limited. Whereas with business, it's more like a it's more like a sphere. Like it's a three D sphere. Whereas college and a nine to five job is very much a straight two D line. Business is a three D sphere. You have so many different directions you can go and your mass potential is unlimited mass being the size of your sphere the size of your income the size of your impact that is unlimited college you can only go in the straight line college and business college and a job you can only go in the straight line maybe you can take a diagonal line but it's still a line because maybe you can change your job you're like i want to go back to college and i want to go be a software engineer instead of a sewer cleaning guy. I don't even think you can go to college for that. Uh, or I don't want to be an electrical engineer. I want to be a software engineer. So you change. You're like, oh, let me do a diagonal line. It's still line. It's still 2D. Same exact thing you were doing before. It's just a repeat. And you're later on in life. So you're wasting more of your life. So college and a job are a very straight line thing. And a business is a sphere. So once you realize that, and once you realize that hey, my parents taught me these things that really don't make sense in today's world when there's so many more opportunities not going to college. Do you know how many millionaires are made a year of people who didn't go to college? Do you know how, do you know how many billionaires have dropped out of college? I believe Jeff Bezos dropped out of college, Warren Buffett, um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, a lot of actors who are multimillionaires dropped out of college or were kicked out of college um, or didn't even go. There's so many successful people that didn't go. So it's like, huh, my parents are telling me that to be successful, I have to go to college, I have to get a nine to five job, and I gotta do all these things. I gotta follow this path. I have to follow the perfect life college path is what I like to call it. But I see Robert Downey Jr. making $300 million a year acting, and I think he was kicked out of high school. I think he was kicked out. He was either kicked out of high school or out of college or didn't even go to college he was because he was heavily addicted to drugs at one point i think he either got kicked out of college because of that or kicked out of high school because of that but he's making 300 million dollars a year off the avengers movies that's it that's only that's only films he doesn't film anything else have you ever seen another robert downey jr movie in the past five ten years no it's all avengers so he's making 300 million dollars a year doing this and that seems pretty successful he seems like he's pretty happy he's doing well he's healthy he makes good money he does whatever he wants because he's got the money to do whatever he wants. He gives charities. He goes to do what he loves. So, but he didn't go to college. He didn't do a nine to five job. He may have done that in the beginning, but he eventually focused on acting because that's what his passion was. If you stop letting your parents and the social norms and these other little things define your path, that's when you truly start to unlock your meaning in life. 
once you start to explore your passions and the things you care about most and you stop worrying about what other people are going to think about you and you stop worrying like, oh, what will my parents say or what if I fail? If you stop having fear, which is, uh, what's the acronym for it? There's an acronym for fear. Uh, what's the acronym for fear? Hold on, it's in a book I'm reading. Uh, there's an acronym for fear. Let me see if I can find it. Hold on, let me find this fear. Also, the book I'm referencing is The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone, one of my personal idols um, when it comes to, um, oh, here it is, here's the chapter, when it comes to literally anything. Okay, here's the acronym for fear. False events appearing real. That's it. That's, that's what fear is. It's false events appearing real. Things that have not happened and likely will not happen that you're afraid of and that you have control over. A lot of things, a lot, it's something else that a lot of you are gonna have to realize is that a lot of the things in your life are in your control and that you need to stop blaming other people for things that you can control and that you can influence. And fear will be removed from the equation once you take responsibility for a lot of the actions that you take and a lot of the things that you do. Fear is not always going to not be there after that. It's not like a switch. It's like, it's something you have to constantly fight and battle, but with practice, it becomes super easy. And once you feel the fear, your body will chemically immediately react to it and be like, okay, no, push that out the window. So you'll get to that point at some point, but you have to realize that fear is that, I can't even find it again. Um, you got to realize that fear is not if fear is your enemy and to be afraid of having fear and to be to fear fear is stupid you need to go head on confront fear and battle it uh you need to go forward and like go at it full speed and attack fear with everything that you have by instead of waiting because you're afraid of doing something just doing it and just acting immediately. As soon as that fear hits you, like, okay, I'm gonna go do this thing. That's gonna help me get to this thing, to this thing, to this thing, to this thing. And that's gonna make me $2 million a year or whatever your goal is. So fear is a very big factor in becoming successful. You have to learn to battle it and to destroy it and to just act instead of think because your emotions and your thoughts are always, always, always going to screw with you. They're always going to lead you in the wrong direction. Sometimes your how you feel about something business-wise, like if you have a hunch about something, you're going to like, that may be a good hunch. You maybe should go do that. But never base your decisions off of your emotions because your emotional decisions will lead to emotional results, which is not what you want because it's so variable. Now, that's that's what I would say controlling your emotions is because you can't go in and nitpick and be like, I don't want to be happy right now, so I am not happy right now, or I am not sad right now, so I will not be sad right now. It's a matter of realizing what you're feeling in that moment and then taking actions to go directly against that, mainly with fear. Um, that's a lot of what a lot of people... Um, a lot of people do is they, they get afraid of starting a business or pursuing their passion or going outside of this guideline that their parents set for them because they're afraid of what it might bring because it's the fear of the unknown. And I get that. 
But the unknown needs to excite you. The unknown needs to give you confidence and needs to give you a a sense of direction. That fear needs to turn into passion and confidence and ambition. And you can only do that if when you feel that fear, you directly go against it and just take actions doing the thing that you fear and combating it. Uh, We're about to hit an hour. I actually have a warning on the Anchor app right now. I'm recording with Anchor. Uh, I'm not sure how it's going to go. First episode, so we'll see how it goes. Really appreciate you listening in. A couple of books I would recommend you read if you're just starting off as an entrepreneur. Um, uh, Principles by Ray Dalio. Uh, I haven't read that one yet, but I know it's a really good book. Um, I really want to read it. I'm going to get that one as my next book. Uh, How to Create Wealth Investing in Real Estate. 10X Rule with Grant Cardone. Um, both of those are by Grant Cardone. The Millionaire Booklet, that is the number one Grant Cardone book I will recommend you pick up. It's a very short read. You can read it in a couple of days. I think I've read it three or four times already. Um, and I just keep trying to go through it every couple of weeks. And then I'm finishing the 10X Rule right now. I have a book by Gary Vaynerchuk called Crushing It that I'm going to read. And then I'm, gonna, I'm in the process of reading the Real Estate Investing book a second time through. Um, and then I'm going to go ahead and get Grant Cardone's Closer Survival Guide here soon. Probably within the next week or so, I'll order that and go through that as well. But just a few off the top of my head, I would say the 10X Rule, the Millionaire Booklet, and I would say Principles by Ray Dalio. That's the three I would recommend that you read. Uh, Just pick them up. You can find them. Uh, I know Grant Cardone's Millionaire Booklet and his 10X Rule. If you pay $8, you can literally just search up Grant Cardone free books, and it's $8 for shipping. Get it shipped to your house. Read it. It's 8 bucks. You need to learn to invest in yourself if you're going to become any kind of entrepreneur or any kind of successful. <clears throat> and then I'm not sure how much Ray Dalio's book is. I think it's $15 or $20 on Amazon. I'm sure you can find a free PDF download if you're going to be cheap, but I would recommend just paying the money for it and getting the physical hard copy. Um, anyways, I appreciate you listening. I love all of you, even though I don't know you and you don't know me. I still love you because I believe you can do great things. I believe that you can achieve multi-billion dollar status by the time you're 25. Uh, You may be 24 now. I think you can do it in a year. So anyways, guys, I really appreciate you tuning in. Definitely tune in for next week's episode. I'm going to try to start doing these on either Mondays or Wednesdays. Not really sure. I just had some free time tonight. Uh, Probably going to formulate this and put this up by Wednesday. But yeah, everybody let me know what you think. Give me a rating. Uh, shoot me a message. I'm on Instagram at Austin Mertz, I believe. Maybe Austin J. Mertz. Try both of those. And then I'm either at Austin Mertz or Austin J. Mertz on Twitter as well. Shoot me a DM. Let me know what you think about the pod. If you want to hear more episodes and hear me jabber on for about 60 minutes, definitely subscribe. Anyways, thank you so much for your time. Have a wonderful evening or day or morning or whatever, wherever it is, uh, whatever time it is where you're at. And thank you so much for listening. This is the Mindset Renovation Podcast. Good night.